Hello and welcome, or welcome back for some of you, to Tour Ireland Outdoors podcast. In this episode, we caught up with Pauline O'Hara of Kingdom of Mourn Tours. First of all, for a little chat on the phone, just with Pauline about her background and how her love of the outdoors came to be and how she came to be where she is today. Then we met up for a wonderful walk around Murloc Nature Reserve, where Pauline is also a volunteer with the National Trust. Um, So we covered so many topics in this podcast, it was great. Pauline is an extremely warm and friendly and a fantastic person to chat to. You could talk to her all day. Um, so, yes, without further ado, uh, Kingdom of Worn Tours, Pauline O'Hara, enjoy. Hiya. Hi, Pauline, and welcome to Tour Ireland Outdoors podcast. How are you? Thanks very much. No, great. Doing well. Thanks very much for asking. Happy days. Um, so just before we get into um, anything else, I just wanted to talk to you briefly about your love for the outdoors. I mean, this podcast uh, and this industry that you're in is all about outdoors, all about being outdoors. And I remember growing up Castle Wellham Forest Park, Newcastle, yes. the Mourns. Yeah. That's yeah. where the love started for me. Yeah. What about yourself? Um, well, probably similar to yourself, although I grew up uh, in Coleraine on the north coast. Uh-huh. And um, like from a very, very early age, I think I was four, whenever my mother had me doing swimming lessons. Um, so I really was very active my whole life from that age, with between one sport and another, um, swimming and badminton and football and squash and hockey. played a lot of sport. Wow. And then... Um, I actually then, it, it just coming to the end of my secondary school um, time, we got a new teacher, a new PE teacher, a young girl just out of university. Um, and so she actually introduced people who were interested to hill walking. She got us involved in a scheme that was going at the time with, as it was then, the RUC. They had a ramble series, mm-hmm. so um, of, with four stages. And everybody entered the first stage was sort of, you know, an easy walk along the beach. Everybody that passed that got to move on to stage two, which was slightly harder, stage three, and then stage four, and then a winner. Um, and so you had a lot of dropouts at each stage. Uh-huh. Either, you know, they told you you weren't good enough to go on to the next one, or people sort of took themselves out of it because they had reached their limit. And then, as it turned out, um, the very last stage, stage four, was a whole weekend of camping and walking in the morns. Um, and I had never done anything like that. I mean, I suppose I was 16 at this stage. Um, and then I actually won the, won the award, which um, got me three weeks at an outward bound school in England. Uh, wow. In the Lake District. So, I mean, that was just, that was fantastic. I mean, that was three weeks of doing everything, climbing, canoeing, hiking, uh, camping, orienteering, all sorts of stuff, and you know, we learned all our navigation stuff for the mm. you know the three weeks. And they just sent you out on your own. You just went out. You were just sent right there. Your starting point. There's your finish, and uh-huh. away you go. If it was brilliant. Um, wow. And yeah, I came back from that three weeks. I suppose I was eighteen by that stage. Wow. And sort of wanted to keep 
that sort of lifestyle up, really. So I did my degree at university in physical education and some outdoor qualifications along with that. And then was able to work at outdoor centres. Unbelievable. Um, I mean, taking, taking other kids out, <laughs> doing all that sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah, so that went on there for whatever, over 30 years, 33 years, and retired three years ago and thought I would start up the tour guide business to be able to still introduce people, but adults um, this time, you know, to the hills <laughs> rather than kids, which you're working with a lot when you're in the outdoor centres. So, yeah, that, that, that's pretty much so. It's been just something that's been there from as far back as, you know, sport has been there from as far back as I can remember and got into the hills at about 16, thanks to that PE teacher, mm-hmm. who I'm still in contact with. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? So, yeah. So, yeah. It's a, it's a great life because, you see, once you learn those skills, I worked with a guy for a few years um, and one of the things he would always tell the kids when they were leaving at the end of their stay was see once you've learned those sort of basic um, navigation skills and mm-hmm. outdoor survival yeah. you can go anywhere in the world you know yeah, that's that, that, that'll, that'll take you to anywhere in the yeah. world that you yeah. can go and explore you know and uh-huh. that's that's true and one of the fellas I actually had the privilege of working with when he was a child um, I was an instructor at the time was was Banjo Bannon um, who became the first guy from Northern Ireland to climb Everest? That's right. And uh, uh-huh. he was a wee tinker, like he was. <laughs> he was just a wee, a wee tinker, you know. We all go, um, but a wee rip from from Newry, and that was, you know, he got into it that much that they, you know he went and climbed Everest. I think he's wow. done K two now as well. So, yeah, isn't that it's, amazing? Um, it's a fantastic lifestyle, really, and place. To be, I mean, I think it has something different for everybody when you when you go out um, into the hills. You know, there will be something. Everybody, I think, gets something slightly different out of it. It's the feeling, uh-huh. yeah. It's a feeling of adventure that you know you get on a small scale when you're a child, and there's something magical about that. Like I don't know Narnia books and things like that used to really you know, spark my interest in adventure and going off into a forest or up a mountain there's a sense there's a feeling of adventure yes you yes. know that feeling like, yes. that just yes. doesn't it, like it's amazing to hear you talk about how long you've been involved you're saying there since you know you were a child that sense of or that that love for adventure and that love has that ever faded or does that is that still as strong as ever does it just get more no no, it's, it's definitely, it's as strong as ever. I mean, my, my poor mother, when I was a child, I mean, all I wanted to do was sleep outside in the backyard in a tent. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I just uh-huh. wanted to sleep in the tent in the backyard. <laughs> I mean, we had a fantastic piece of greenery behind our house, which was council playing fields, football pitches. Um, you know, there was all that space. And yeah, I mean, dear them because... I think I just thought and thought and thought until I was a wee old enough that she did let me sleep out the back of the tent, but it was always in my head. You see, when I'm old enough where nobody can tell me, no, you can't do this, I am going to go and travel around the world and sleep in a tent. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, yeah, and that's what I have done. I mean, not not, not on, a, on a massive scale of uh-huh. a great adventure or explorer, but 
um, just at the level that I wanted to be at. Yeah. You know, and at one point I spent four weeks in Himalayas just trekking and camping uh, for four weeks. And, you know, things like that are just fantastic. Yeah. Great I mean, experiences, yeah. Uh, definitely. The shared experiences, you probably never, you know, forget times that you spend with people uh, on a hike or on a on a walk or on a on a trip. You know, there's there's experiences that you just don't forget. They, they sort of bond you to people, they, they, you know, you, people that maybe otherwise you wouldn't. Um, yeah, yeah. These people that you, you, you probably wouldn't really even talk to on a day-to-day, but yeah. you, you have an experience on a mountain. Uh, I know, and, 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 and you'll have experiences that you remember, and you'll never forget for 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 good and bad. Mm. You, you know, when you when you do enough of those things, you, you do have incidents and that uh, you need to deal with, and you know maybe a, a wee bit of danger or something that has happened that you just have to cope with and get your way out of. But yeah, and, but, you're, but they are all experiences, and I mean you're right. Whenever you've been with other people. Uh, three tough ones are great experiences. Yeah, you, you know there's. Um, you've always got a wee connection there with those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It's just it's yeah, incredible. No, it shows I, you a different side of yourself. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you know yourself too. It's, it's a great medium for going out with friends. You know, um, just to take friends out that, that they can they can relax a bit themselves and chat and talk and get away from pressures of work. You know, I've had lots of friends that just getting them out for a walk outside and a, and, and a chat. You know, just has done them the, oh. you know done them the world of good because maybe there's you know pressures and hassles with kids or uh-huh. at home or you know and it just does you know it's something that it's something I just have had my whole life really so it, it just has always been there but it seems to be it has a massive effect on people who aren't experiencing it every day you know like mm-hmm. when I'm not working and taking people out I'm out anyway myself yeah, um, yeah, and it's just part of me. I think it's just yeah, it's just part of who I am. As I say, I haven't done anything to any fantastic um, level. Like I haven't climbed Everest, but I've had some great adventures in the hills, and some of the best adventures is in Britain. I mean, the mountains in Ireland and Scotland and are, are just fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. You know, real wee areas of wilderness, you can get away and lose yourself literally. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. I mean, it's beautiful. You've been, you've been lucky too, growing up in such a, a lovely area. I mean, I moved to the Bournes when I was um, just out of university, and I've been living there ever since then. You know, so I grew up with the North Coast. So right, as, you grew from sort of childhood, and then the Bournes and the adulthood. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, so it was coastal beauty, really, as opposed to for, forests and woodland and mountain. Mm. Really, would it be? Would that be accurate? Like it was coastal I beauty. Was yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I luckily with mum still living here, I have the advantages of both. I mean, <sighs> the coastal beauty and the mountains, you know, where I'm living. I'm very but, jealous. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I, I grew up surfing and swimming and diving and in the sea yeah. and in the swimming pool. I mean, I worked as a lifeguard for years and years, so that was sort of really um, my upbringing until I stayed on a, a good introduced to the hill walk and I'm more outdoor activities when once I was 16, 17. Um, but still love love the sea and love surfing and getting into the water and coming up to cool rain and going getting down to some of the beaches, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and that's also when we were surfing when I was a child, people thought you were headcase. I mean, you did it with no wetsuit, and it, it wasn't a big <laughs> thing. It's massive. It's massive now. You, you go down to any of the beaches there now in the north coast, and it's just full of people surfing. 
And I just, I laughed because we're all in the wet success I it's far cry from my day you just went in and froze <laughs> <laughs> well listen I have to mention now there is a group locally known as the Swimming Women I don't know if you know them yes I've heard of them uh-huh. uh-huh. yeah uh, yep. <laughs> big shout out to the Swimming Women and they would swim down in Newcastle um, oh pretty good yeah. and, uh, and, and uh, yes the, the most hardy bunch uh-huh. and they've inspired uh-huh. so many people over the years as well to go Aye. and get in the sea as well and very few wetsuits, uh, uh, you know. That's right. That's right. Uh-huh. Them, even in in the dead of of winter, I can I remember. Know, they're, all year, <laughs> they're all year round. I know. Yeah. I've come across them. I've come across them in all of bazaar afterwards with a John Gibson water bottles and uh-huh. sit in there and have their coffee wrapped up after the swim. I know I've had a chat with them in there a few times. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, it's really yeah. great, and it's just great yeah. for people to. It's an inspiration for people to get out and and enjoy the sea. You know, it really. Oh is no, absolutely, and it's fine. It's fine in what city. I mean, the the, the sea swimming might not be for everybody, and mm. the mountains might not be for everybody. But you know, it's it's getting out there and finding just um, what what suits you. You might it could, it could be a stroll around Murloc Beach or, or around one of the forests is just as good as anything. You don't have to be. Um, hoofing up and down mountains or whatever, you know. That's it, yeah. That's very true. So, Pauline, um, it'd be great if we could maybe get out for a little, obviously socially distanced, uh, walk uh, sometime soon. So if that's, yeah, uh, do you reckon yeah. that'd be possible, yeah? Yep, yep, no, that, that absolutely would be brilliant. And the one thing too, you know, about you mentioned the social distance, that's been the great thing. Uh, about getting out into the hills too for the whole COVID thing. You're outside and you're safer uh, with um, than, than meeting mates inside. Get outside and, and have a walk. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it would be great to, to get out with you. Yep. Brilliant. Excellent. Well, we really look forward to it. And thanks a million show for talking to us the, again today. Yeah, show you some of the hidden secrets that you maybe haven't found. Yes. <laughs> Sounds brilliant. <laughs> On your travels. Great. Thanks a million. No, that's brilliant. No, thanks a lot. Welcome to today's podcast for Tor Ireland Outdoors as we're on the beautiful shores of the Dundrum Inner Bay about to walk into Murloc Nature Reserve. And today with us we have Pauline from Kingdom of Moran Tours who's going to guide us around this beautiful area. This is her home turf. So, uh, welcome Polly. Thank you, Philip. So, um, tell us a little bit about Kingdom of Mourn Tours. Well, Kingdom of Mourn Tours uh, is basically a guided uh, walking tour company owned and run by myself. Uh, I think it differs a bit from a lot of guided tour companies because I don't actually set a time or a date on a specific route for a walk. I try to plan it round when people get in touch with me for it, you know, and they will know what day and what time suits them when they're free. Some of them know where they want to go, they specifically maybe want to climb a particular mountain. Other people don't and they're just quite happy for me to make suggestions. So yeah, that's that's basically it really. And um, how long how long is the company in existence? Uh, oh, it's been operating now uh, 
keep losing track actually because last year see last <laughs> year last year doesn't la count. last year so doesn't minus count. us last year yeah. uh, it's been going three years this this will actually be my fourth summer um, because it started uh, started it up in in the May so um, this will be my fourth summer and and, and what made you what made you start the, the well yeah uh, I mean I've lived in this area now for almost 35 years and have worked here as an outdoor instructor in various outdoor centres, um, instructing outdoor activities and some environmental education as well, uh, GCSE and A-level biology and uh, geography studies. So um, that was really coming to an end in a way. Uh, sort of aware that there was going to be redundancies, places being closed down, centres being closed. So it was on a suggestion of a, of a friend, really, just a sort of a, a casual conversation that tour guiding sort of popped up and I thought, hmm, that would be something useful I could maybe do with the skills that I have from all my years of, of instructing and knowing the mountains as well as I do. So that, yeah, so that's kind of where it just a casual conversation with somebody and an idea. And, sure, it's not uh, where everything's going uh, from, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There was no alcohol involved in the conversation, yeah. <laughs> mind you, which... Circumstances dictate a lot, don't they? Yeah, yeah. So um, I actually just did uh, some research into getting qualified. I mean, I obviously had my outdoor qualifications, yes. but there's actually specific tour guide qualifications you can do through Belfast Met and signed up for them and did level two and level three and some world host uh, days as well, certificates in, in, in that sort of customer service awareness. So yeah, and then opened up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you also spoke uh, to me before about some volunteering work you do. Is that with the National Trust? Uh, yeah, I do a day a week with the National Trust actually here at Murloc and it just involves whatever needs done at the time. It's usually litter picking to be honest. Most of the time that's it, the biggest problem here. Yeah. But any work that needs done, fixing fences, fixing the boardwalk, all that kind of thing. And also I will be will be helping with the path work on Donard. That hasn't actually happened yet because when I first signed up to volunteer for it, it wasn't long before the first lockdown. So that ruled me out and then this lockdown ruled me out as well, so uh, they have had a change of personnel as well in the meantime. So when that new guy starts now, next month, they'll be able to help out with the path work on Donard. And how, how, if someone wanted to get involved with the volunteer in the National Trust, how do you know how they go about the, it? Uh, the lady who's in charge is a girl called Kim and she's based at Castle Ward, so it'd be a case of phoning Castle Ward up and asking to speak to her. Then you have a few forms to fill in and some some training to do. Yeah. And that's it, yeah. No, it's, a, it's what the work they do here is fantastic. Um, do you, is this a walk we're doing today a familiar one to you? It would be, yeah. yes. I quite often either spend my time in here running or, or walking, so yeah, they're all very familiar. For the, the purpose of anyone listening, Yeah. we are in the middle of a... A dune system, about 6,000 year old is Yeah, yeah, system. yeah, the dune system, yeah, started to form after the, 
the ice retreated from this area 10,000 years ago and the land started to rise once the weight of the ice had gone, the land started to rise uh, up and um, yeah, and the dune system began to form. So going back to the beginning would be about 6,000 years, yeah. And there's been signs of uh, man living in the area as well. Okay. Uh, going back 5,000 years. So they found yes. the odd bits That's... and pieces of uh, flint and spears and whatnot buried in the dunes at the odd time. And then there's a dolmen just across the road there yeah uh, as well on a standing stone um, the, so there is a connection here with some of the ancient people who used to live here and the and the the ancient egyptians oh really yeah goodness um a race of people known as the Polesians. right but they've long they did they kind of disappeared over i reckon over a period of maybe 60 years it was that yes like, kind of sudden. yes no, you haven't come across that. That's yeah. interesting, yeah. Um, yeah, there you are. In Murlock? Well, not, not necessarily in Mur but in this area of County Down. They probably, obviously, would have been seafarers. I suppose they, they, that, the that, that, that was the main mode of transport back then. Yeah, <laughs> similar similar to the Katy Fields, similar connections to the people in the Katy Fields of Mayo, which is a fascinating place of your over in North Mayo, it's, a, it's a bit, roughly about 5,000 year old farming system. Yeah. The farming system that they use there is the same one that is used today with our farmers. So That's very interesting. Yeah. We cut left here at some point, do we? Or oh, right, go, sorry, right. We can go right. Uh -huh. Have you ever actually wondered, has it ever occurred to you about how straight, why this here section is so straight? Why is that? Running along here. This whole area here was an airfield in the Second World War. Okay. I don't know whether you'd come across that. This um, this area we're standing on yes, here, or the farmland is. The, well, it's now farmland now. The, uh, the 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 landing strips, the runways, were in what is the farmland now. Okay. Uh, but the planes were kept in the dunes here. They were hidden. Okay. Just in case they needed the to get it. Germans quick. were coming. You know, would be coming flying over, and you know, having a nosy. Um, so they kept them hidden. And there's a couple of wee buildings. There's a building, um, we could go up into it if you want, Philip. Yeah. It's the old radio communication sort okay. of oh, office. Okay, I'll be interested in yeah. Oh, a big uh, history, especially the World Wars, kind of. Yes, I, I know there's quite a bit of the World War stuff in this area as well. When you get on down to the far end, You'll have seen the poles that are sticking out of the, the water down near the bar mouth there. Yeah. So that they were all put in. That's the remains of what they put in when they were practicing for D-Day. Yeah. Um, for the American the American soldiers too and military were actually based here uh, in the house. They had a the house that is now uh, that, that, it used to be Queen's Field Centre. There's another man owns it now. Okay. Um, that's where all the officers stayed, and then the men they were sort they camped out in the area. Uh, so yeah, and they practiced for the D-Day landings on Murlock Beach down there. Yeah. No, it's all fascinating when you when you start doing a bit of digging, isn't it? So much local history. I, like I travel quite a bit around Ireland. So much local history that. It's just, you get consumed by it sometimes, it's fascinating. Yeah. And you're looking at it, you're looking at something, but it's only when somebody knows the reason behind it. Yeah. You know, you can, it's like it's like hidden in plain sight sort of a thing, isn't Aye. it? 
um, which is, you know, it's, it's sometimes I try hard to try to get across to people. You, you know, you're not just paying to, to be guided on a walk. Uh, it's not, you know, it's more than a walk, it's an experience because you're going to learn a wee bit about the area and why that looks like that and who did that and why and, you know, yeah. why the ground's that shape. Um, but it's trying nearly, you know, to convince people that that's something worth paying for. Like that, that. I, you know, I, I find difficult. Uh, oh, it's not often you see those gates open. Well, <laughs> Should have gone up there. Well, I'm interested to know kind of where we are. Just about, just about to come out on the beach here now. The, um, if you wanted to come back to this again, it, the, the best way to do it is to follow those yellow poles. This is actually the yellow, yellow pole walking route. Oh, I know, I know, they're brilliant. That's all the wee routes I head off onto. Do you know where the old pillbox is? Fell up just at that corner there? Yes, yes. By the pile of concrete, yeah. That one I do know. That's those remains from the D-Day landings. Yes. Um, there's more down as you go closer to Newcastle. Well, the ones at New the Newcastle end are actually groins. Okay. That were put in by the Victorians to help to catch the sand. Ah, so, uh, okay. It'll keep the sand on the beach, you see, right. at the town end. Uh, and then now they've, they've dilapidated over the years and that's why the sand's getting washed away. There's nothing to catch it anymore. It's getting deposited down here. I'm conscious of your time too. Oh no, I'm fine. I have nothing. I'm okay. I should have brought the litter picker with me whenever we were coming around. <laughs> we could have done a job as we went along. Could have left it a few wee bits, yeah. No, I'm not tied for time. I like when the tide's out. I know. It was out a wee bit further yesterday and I ended up... It was out quite a bit further and I was running along quite close. Because there was nobody down there and I soon found out why there was nobody down there. I had to cross about six really deep sort of we runnels that were going that way. Right. You know, and I ended up, I was just absolutely soaked. My shoes were soaked through, we just kept coming across. And they look shallow as you come to them and then you realise they're not. <laughs> I was like, oh well, that's why I've got the beach to myself. I know, I love that walk because you've got a good variety in there. I know, I know. And then you come out here and you, you finish with this, like, you know. Yeah, we used to do it. it, would have been a regular walk when I worked with the primary school kids, we would have used it. We yeah. had done some beach art or something when we got onto the beach, or they could gather things up, you know, the I, bits I, of wood and stones and shells and do some art. I do a tour of Northern Ireland and I we do a few days here in Newcastle in the mornings here. And I, when we arrive in, we only have a few hours in the afternoon, but I do that walk. That's always one of the best ones of the week. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> Yeah, it's lovely. We just uh, park where we were and then come in. Yeah, yeah. I visited Castle up in Dundromond. Yeah, so that's good too. I love it. It's, it's, it's an amazing viewing point there. Yeah, I know, and some of the stories and the history and whatever there exactly. as well is interesting. I work from home. I operate my bit. Would, would most of our guided tours start from Dublin Airport? Yes, yes. Just and for practical it, reasons. But and it's all Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. no, I'm Northern, I'm Northern Ireland based. Yes, right, right. Yeah. Um, but you would potentially go down and meet meet the people yes. in Dublin Airport and you would do your I go Ireland I, I, tours. I, yeah. The, the, yeah, I, go so. to, I go to Scotland and all. I go. 
So have you, offered a, have you offered a specific itinerary then? Yeah, to, yeah, to we have a number yeah. of different itineraries that run uh, Saturday to Saturday. Right, okay. And uh, the um, different variety of walks and we, we, we started to mix up and do a few different things. Like that's what I'm taking into horse riding and uh, a bit of some bikes and stuff on We use a, there's a greenway outside Westport, do a bit of bikes oh, down no, there. Oh no, I've done it. I have done the, that, that right out to Ackle Island. It's beautiful. Lovely, beautiful, isn't it? Beautiful, yeah. Yeah. And because you're off the road, it's quite safe. Oh, it's brilliant. And then you have a couple of wee sort of cafe options yes, on the way. Yes, So it's nice and relaxing. Yeah. And all our tours are like that. Just, it's relaxed. We, like, Aye. You, 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 Take it easy. And people, when the group walk, and understand and they, they kind of get in with the flow of it. And there'll be a group of people that knows each other then? No, Not no, necessarily, no. right. So we do get a few that there would, maybe couples, uh, or a couple of couples, but generally they meet the Dublin, meet me and meet everyone at Dublin Airport. Right, right. For sure, with the day, everyone's, everyone's uh, a couple the best. Of meals or meal and a couple of drinks yeah. together and you're soon sorted, aren't you? The dinner the first night is important. Yeah. It's nice to get a nice dinner and everyone to get in and sit and chat and people get to know one another. And do you then have the same accommodations that you're used yeah. to using? Aye. We have a series of accommodations we use right, right around. Yes, yeah. Uh, people we've been working with for years. Yeah. You get to who know them, you, you get who, to know the area. Aye. And you go right up to the north coast then, you'll go right up yes. and do the causeway, I know. Yes, I love, I love being on the causeway. I know. Actually, do you know where I love? I love Cushendall. Aye, yes. I love Cushendall. I missed my Lurig race last year. They, yeah. The race that they have on Cushendaller oh, okay. years brought up the Lurig Mountains, a brilliant day out. They cancelled it last year and they've cancelled it this year as well. And then I have a friend you see that lives in Glen Ballyemon, just a couple of miles out of the town. Right. Um, so I normally stay with them. And last year I went up with a camper van and stayed in their field so we didn't have to go into their house. And they built a wee they built a wee outdoor house for the girls, the two children. And yes. so we were able to sort of just sit outside wrapped up, you know, and and have a natter. It was yeah. lovely. They have a chicken, it's a chicken farm, but it's egg, it's an egg farm, you know, Glen Ballyum and eggs. Yeah. Um, where do you stay when you're up that area? Uh, there's a couple of bed and breakfasts we use. Um, there's one just outside of town near the marina called Meadows, the Meadows. Right, right, okay. Um, Anne and her family look after us pretty well when yeah. we're there. Yeah, and so then there's the Alex, a guy called Alex McKillop, has the village bed and breakfast in the town. Right. And uh, do you stay anywhere on round Coley and Castle Rock, or do you sort of go? We, we stay up in Ballantoy. Um, we stay just outside Bushmills there at the you know, Smugglers Inn. Oh, I thought you are right. You yeah. Smugglers Inn, right? Very good. Uh, that's handy for the causeway, too. Yes, it's beautiful. Uh, the food they do is there is amazing. Is it? Ah, it's amazing, the seafood they do there. I must get in sometime, yeah. whatever. Well, I'm not a seafood fan, like, but I would, no. I would eat a steak, all right. <laughs> uh, after a day's walking, I love a bit of fish. No, I do. Aye. Steak, I find, after a day's walking, it's just too much for me. It's just, kind of sits there. Yeah, it's all right if you like fish. Yeah, I The only fish I eat out of the galley. Fish and chips out of the galley. <laughs> the Fullerton Arms in Ballantoy. They do the most amazing mussels. Yes. Probably the best, one of the best in Northern Ireland, I would say, for mussels. 
And I think their chowder has a good reputation too. Does, yeah, uh, and rightly so. <laughs> I've been so. in there a few times when I've been out doing tours but for people, you know, that's the yeah. lunch spot. So. We do a couple of tours up there, one which involves Donegal, called Donegal and Antrim. And then we my Northern Ireland tour. Right. Well, do you walk the coastline? Do you get out and do, like, from Dunseverick to the Causeway? Yeah, we do. That's a fantastic piece of walking. We do. Um, we split it up, actually. We do from Ballantoy to Dunseverick, and then yes. from either, depending on the wind, either from the Causeway to Dunseverick yes. or Dunseverick to the Causeway. Yeah. Depends no. on the wind, that one. Yeah, that's fun. I was up along that piece of coast just last week because I was upstairing my mummy in cold rain. Yeah. Um, and I went, took myself off for a sort of a run walk around that. For that's just absolutely incredible, lovely. I, I love it. So, Pauline, I have a question here from Tommy. Yes. He wants to know, on your day off, what is what is, what is what is it that you that spends all your time in the morns, in beautiful places like the morns and down here in Morlock Beach? What does you do on your day off? Well, I actually would go back into the morns. I spend most of my time in, in the morns, even when I'm not working. Uh, I just when I'm on my own and I don't have to be with clients, I do try to go places that maybe just aren't quite as busy. So one of my favourite spots is Eagle Mountain. Oh. Um, it's a wee bit more of an effort to get into it. Sure. And yeah, and it's just a, it's got a fantastic uh, cliff edge that you can walk along if you want to. Um, just lovely scenery from the top and it's just a quieter mountain so that would sort of be the spot I would, I would head to. I um, I would do that as well, I yeah. would go to places that I know, not necessarily there's going to be nobody there, there's not very few no, places. No, it's just a bit nobody. quieter. Yeah. Yes, you're not going, sorry, thank you, sorry, yeah. thank you. Or you just, <laughs> or you climb, you climb a mountain just from a different side, like I would go up Donard yeah. from Millstone. Yeah. Just go straight up that face from Millstone, or as I say, up Burna from the quarry. Yeah. You know, just take a side that you're not going to meet people on because everybody's going to follow the wall or a path. Yeah. And it's just, you get a whole different experience. It's, it's sometimes, I would sometimes walk alone and I don't really like walking alone because I'd always give my wife my route. Yes, And I mean, yes. I feel kind of stuck then. Yes. Whereas if I'm with somebody else, I'll always feel, oh, oh let's, let's, let's do it this way to the higher. Yeah, yeah. But if I'm okay. on my own, I, I, I kind of try to stick rigid to my route. Yeah, yeah. It's um, just... Just in case. It's, yeah. for, it's for safety, just in case you were, uh, anything was to happen to me or I was to fall or, mm -hmm. you know, twist an ankle or whatever. Just yeah. something simple like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have My wife would know I'm not home after Aye. six, seven. I always give her an approximate time. Aye, I have a friend that I text every so often when I'm out and she knows me, Rich, she's the girl I would maybe I would do the mountain marathon with and would run with whenever she's free. Um, and I would just let her know, yeah, I'm going here today. And I would text every now and again the way around, I've reached such and such a point, then, you know, and she's able to keep yeah. a track. Yeah. Because when you are out on your own. Yeah, but your phone, your phone can die. Oh, I absolutely. Yeah. But see, see, the newer models are a bit better, but see in the, in the mountains, when you're out of coverage, it drains your battery, because it's constantly looking for... Oh, that's for, right, that's right, yeah. 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 So, yeah, it's, you can it's not so easy to... You can buy solar charge the things, apparently, too. You can. Uh, but, like, Philip, you'd have come from the background and training whenever, there, like myself, yes. when there was no mobile phone and you carried a 10p piece, and you dragged your ass out to the nearest phone box. Yeah. You know. You don't. You don't rely. You learned how you, you look after yourself. It's good practice not to rely on technology. Yeah. Um, just from a basic 
basic basic rule, you know, is technology can fail. Mm. A good map, well, the maps have been around for hundreds of years. They haven't changed a whole lot. And somebody not knowing if you're not if you're two hours late home, mm, yes. something not quite right here. Aye, yeah. a bit of a backup. Yeah. It, that's more if you're walking by yourself. If you're with help, someone that's with you, they, they can go get help. You know, they'll take a bearing where you're at, go get help, or get, go somewhere to get coverage or something from home rescue. I know the coverage I've found is actually quite good in the hills now. Just, you know, way back at the beginning it's, when... Yeah, no, it's, it's before, fall, pretty you, much you, in the You morning. would have had a lot of black spots, but it's, it's actually quite good. Well, I think we're coming to an end here. Pauline, I want to thank you very much for your time and giving us all the info and slow down on Kingdom of Morn tours. And I wish you every success with the coming season. Hopefully it'll be a good busy one and I look forward to very much to working with you in the future. And just again, just thank you very yep. much for your time. No, thanks very much, Philip. It's been uh, an interesting morning. Thanks yeah. for asking me along. I oh, appreciate your time. And thank the same you. for you, you know, for this season. Hopefully things will go well. Yeah. We'll, uh, hopefully we're past COVID now. Yeah. Hopefully. And all those. Over the worst of it, I don't yeah. <laughs> But yeah, thank you very much and uh, good luck with the season ahead. Yeah, you too. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Tour Ireland Outdoors podcast. As ever, please subscribe, like and share with your friends and family and on your social media if you can. We would really appreciate that. All of the links are in the bio if you want to tour Ireland Outdoors. So get in touch, Facebook, Instagram, website, it's all there. So until next time, take care. And we'll see you again soon.